0: you're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, everyone. This is Luke. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today's podcast is all about Michael Jackson because, of course, he, uh, he famously died uh, recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So this podcast is dedicated to Michael Jackson and is about Michael Jackson. So you're going to first hear some of my friends from London talking about Michael Jackson. So you'll be able to listen to some real Londoners um, giving their opinions on different parts of Michael Jackson's life. Um, I will explain um, what they said. So if there are things that you don't understand, don't worry, because I'll explain everything that they said. And uh, finally, at the end of the podcast, the language section will be about passive verb forms passive verb forms okay so if you 're very interested if you 're just interested in the in the language section, the grammar, then you can skip to maybe the middle of the podcast and just listen to that. But I think that um, listening to my friends talking about Michael Jackson should be really interesting as well and should give you lots of good useful vocabulary that you can use in your lives when you speak English. Okay, so before I start with the Michael Jackson uh, bit, I'd like to give you some news. Um, So first of all, I've never actually told you um, which school in London I work for. Well, um, now's the time. So here we go, drumroll. It's the London School of English, uh, which is I think a very good school. It's in the west of London. They've got two, uh, two schools, actually. Um, one is called Holland Park, where they do business courses, business English courses, um, legal English courses, and lots of other interesting um, English language courses. The, the second school that they have is called Westcroft Square, and there they teach general English and exam courses. So I've been working there for about three years now. And the news is that the London School of English has started a blog. Um, So if you want to read about what is happening in London or what's happening at the school and uh, perhaps some news from the teachers there, you can read the blog. Uh, On the blog, you can also learn some vocabulary. Um, The writers of the blog will actually teach you some vocabulary. If you don't know what a blog is, it's basically an online diary if you like, where in this case teachers from London School of English uh, write about, yeah, London, their lives, some news, or what's happening at the school. Okay. So if you want to visit that uh, blog, you can. Here's the address. It's http colon forward slash forward slash London School of English dot blogspot dot com. Okay. I will also put a link on the website uh, so that um, you can just visit my website and click on the link and it will go straight to the blog, right? Um, I will be writing some uh, entries or some posts on the blog too. So if you go there, you might be able to read some things that I've written as well as things that other teachers at London School of English have written as well. Um, the second bit of news is that I've, I'm now on Twitter. So, uh, of course, uh, Twitter is a very, very popular website now. It's basically a chance for people to update um, news about them, uh, about themselves. Um, so you can follow my news on Twitter. And my Twitter page, let me just give you the address. Uh, my Twitter page is htTP colon forward slash forward slash twitter dot com forward slash english podcast um, again I will put a link on my web page so you can just click on that and find your way to the uh, to the twitter site okay if you don 't know what twitter is well i don 't know where you 've been living or what you 've been doing but basically twitter is a very very popular site now for lots of people. If you you don't know what it is, just go to Google and type in Twitter, that's T-W-I-T-T-E-R, and you can see for yourself what it's all about. Um, Okay, so that's my news. Next is going to be the little section on Michael Jackson. So here we go. Okay, so the big story In the news, in the last two weeks, the big news story around the world has been the death of Michael Jackson. Um, Everybody knows about it. Um, It's incredible because the news story spread around the world very, very quickly, mainly because of the internet. Um, uh, People were blogging uh, details of the story. People were writing about it on Twitter and on Facebook. And so lots of people... Uh, heard about Michael Jackson's death just within a few minutes of it being reported first on the news uh, on the internet. Everybody knows Michael Jackson. He's famous all over the world. Um, Obviously, he became famous um, as a a child. Um, He was a child star. Then he became the king of pop and sold the uh, biggest selling album of all time. Thriller, Um, incredible musician, incredible dancer, and very, very talented, but also very strange. And he had a very uh, unusual and mysterious life. Um, And, um, you know, he had uh, three children, but he never showed their faces. And he was also taken to court by some children and their parents over um, claims or suggestions or allegations that. Um, he had committed um, abuse or child abuse or child molestation. Um, later in his life um, he he was quite ill, quite sick um, and quite weak. Um, many people said that it was because he was addicted to pain-killing drugs. Uh, lots of people were very shocked and surprised about the, how Michael Jackson's face changed over the years. Um, He started out as a young black child, um, and then by the time he died, he looked completely different, of course. His skin had changed colour, and many people said that he had lots of plastic surgery on his face. But uh, what do English people, or people from London, really think of Michael Jackson? Well, I thought it would be interesting for you, as learners of English, To listen to some people from London making comments about Michael Jackson. So I decided to interview some of my friends. So I interviewed I think about seven or eight people and asked them to talk for about one minute on a different aspect of Michael Jackson's life. So things like his music, his dancing, his children, his death, um, his face and uh, the court cases for example. So what you're going to hear now is some of my friends giving comments about Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson's life, okay? Uh, it's, it's very good listening practice, of course, and also um, you can learn some useful and interesting vocabulary from these interviews, okay? So what I will do is play you one interview, you can listen to it, and then immediately afterwards I will explain some of the things that each of my friends said, Okay, so the first person I interviewed was Kevin and Kevin talked about Michael Jackson's music. So let's listen to Kevin then.
1: Um, I, do, I do find that I quite like Michael Jackson's music, it's quite catchy and uh, melodic. The only thing for me is the kid thing kind of stained it a bit so every time I listen to it I have to sort of put that bit out of my head. But. Um,
0: I've got to admit, when I do hear Michael Jackson tune, I do feel like getting up, doing a bit of the moonwalk and everything. So, uh, yeah, my favourite Michael Jackson song is Man in the Mirror. Um, I proposed to my, my girlfriend with that one, so it's got a special place in my heart. Obviously, if we have kids, we probably won't like it as much, but <laughs> yeah. it's good stuff. Thank you very much, Kevin. Yeah. OK, I'd like to just explain some of the words that Kevin used there. Um, He said that uh, Michael Jackson's music was catchy. If something is catchy, it means that um, the music or the melody stays in your head. So if you hear the music in the morning, for example, if you hear a song in the morning, then in the afternoon, maybe the song is still in your head or you might be singing the song to yourself. That means it's catchy. So the the song stays in your head. It's catchy. Uh, Melodic. He said that um, it was his songs were catchy and melodic. Melodic means that the melody is good, right? Um, um, but he said that the whole kid thing, or the kid thing, stained it a bit. So he's talking about his favourite song, I think here, that he loves uh, Michael Jackson's music, but that the kid thing or the the um, problem with children, you could say, that Michael Jackson had, or the uh, allegations of child molestation in his life, the kid thing, stained it. So if something stains something, it means that um, it kind of makes it bad, right? If you, a stain is a mark on something. So, for example, if you can imagine if you drop some wine on the floor, you will get a, a red wine stain on the floor. So the wine stained the floor. Well, for Kevin, he's saying that the 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 child abuse uh, allegations have stained Michael Jackson's music. So he can't enjoy the music so much because uh, he always remembers, you know, the child problem. Right. So the the kid thing stained it a bit. Right. Um, As well, he said that uh, his favorite song was Man in the Mirror. And he said, I proposed to my girlfriend with that one. Well, I think what Kevin means is that uh, he probably used that song because it's quite a romantic song. He may have played that song to his girlfriend when he asked her to marry him. To propose to your girlfriend means when you, you get down on one knee and ask her to marry you, to get engaged to you. So Kevin's a very romantic guy. Yeah, I think he's probably used um, a Michael Jackson song when he asked his girlfriend to marry him. What what a romantic man. Um, But I think, um, obviously, if he has children one day, he probably won't like the song anymore. Again, because the whole kid thing stained it for him. Mm. Right, so next you're going to hear Florence talking about Michael Jackson's face. Here's Florence.
2: Okay. so Michael Jackson's face, well it's quite a weird face, it's probably one of the most famous faces in the world Um, I think the weirdest thing is when you just look at pictures of him as a child and he's completely unrecognizable, you wouldn't know that it's the same person Um, but I do slightly get the feeling that it's just gonna fall off any minute it just looks really, I don't know, the skin just doesn't look normal it looks very frail, very pale and yeah, the fact that he denies having any plastic surgery or anything to change the colour, I just find very odd. I mean, you know, maybe there's some truth in it, but he's obviously had a lot of work done on it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,
2: so yeah, I find the whole thing, it's quite depressing really, just that knowing that he, he must hate his face so much, or the face that he used to have so much that he's changed it. Yeah. To the point where he just, you know, I mean, he doesn't look like a normal human being. He looks like some sort of weird, you know, parts yeah. of a face put together. Really. Yeah. It's just a little bit weird. Yeah. Very S- weird. Slightly
0: strange. Very weird. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. So that was Florence talking about Michael Jackson's face. So let me explain some of the language that she used. She said it's quite a weird face. Weird. Now weird means strange odd bizarre not normal weird it's quite a weird face she said it's completely unrecognizable unrecognizable Um, so that means if you can recognize something it means you you identify it you know whose face it is but if you if for example you look at Michael Jackson's face when he was a child and look at his face as an adult his adult face is unrecognizable if you knew him when he was a child, but you didn't know him when he was an adult, so if you just knew him as a child, and then you met him when he was an adult, you wouldn't recognise him, so his, his face is unrecognisable. You, you can't identify that it's actually him, because it's like a mask or something. Unrecognisable. She said, I slightly get the feeling it's just going to fall off any minute. So what she means is that she, she thinks or she gets the feeling, or she thinks, she feels that Michael Jackson's face is just going to come off, like fall off, right? Because it's fake or false. Um, it's just going to fall off any minute. She said, it looks frail. It looks pale. So frail uh, means weak, basically. Frail, weak. We often use the word frail to describe an old person who's very weak. Frail, like an old woman who can't walk up the stairs, for example, would be frail. Um, So his face looks frail or weak. She said, he's obviously had a lot of work done on it. He's had a lot of work done. So to have a lot of work done means that he's had a lot of plastic surgery. So work... Often we use the word work to mean plastic surgery. She's had a lot of work done on her face. He's had some work done on his nose. It means that they've had plastic surgery done on their face, right? So she said Michael Jackson's obviously had a lot of work done on his face. So there you go. That's what Florence said. Okay, what's next? So next it's Raphael and he's talking about Michael Jackson's fans.
1: Yeah, so, Michael Jackson's fans. I don't know, I mean, I feel a bit sorry for his fans, I think, actually, because um, I think he's one of these people with truly obsessive fans, you know, and it's actually, I mean, it's quite tragic, because some people have actually been killing themselves because they want to be with Michael, um, which I think is just, um, you know, completely mental, to be honest with you. Um, I wouldn't really say that I'm a fan. I like him, or liked him, but I wouldn't say I'm like a, I am like didn't did not have posters or anything like that had like one or two albums when I was a kid. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of them and I think it was estimated that he was going to bring about a billion pounds to London or something through these 50 concerts. So I guess that just shows you how many people were out there and how many people are going to be like pretty, uh, pretty devastated now that he's, now that he's no no longer with us.
0: Right. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So that was Raphael from Liverpool uh, talking about uh, Michael Jackson's fans he said, um, OK, first thing was, I feel a bit sorry for his fans. So if you feel sorry for someone, it means that you feel sad for them, right? So in this case, obviously, Michael Jackson's fans are all very upset and very uh, depressed because Michael Jackson has died. So Raff said, I feel sorry for his fans. Right? He's sad for them because they're very upset. OK, he talked about... Um, Michael Jackson's obsessive fans, or truly obsessive fans. If fans are obsessive, it means they're like really, really crazy about uh, Michael Jackson in this case. So we've seen obsessive fans before. Obsessive fans may become uh, like stalkers. They just are completely crazy about someone. Uh, The Beatles had obsessive fans. In fact, John Lennon was killed... ...by an obsessive fan... ...called Mark Chapman... ...that's another story... Um, ...okay... ...he said... uh, ...Raphael said... ...it's quite tragic... ...because some people... ...have actually been killing themselves... ...so tragic just means like... ...very very very sad... ...you could say... ...it's very sad... ...it's a terrible terrible... ...sad situation... ...it's tragic... ...because... ...some people have been... ...killing themselves... ...some people have been actually... ...committing suicide killing themselves because of this. Raphael said, it's completely mental, right? Mental means crazy, insane, mad, right? It's completely mental. Um, okay? uh, Raphael also said, it was estimated that Michael Jackson was going to bring about a billion pounds to London. So he's talking about the 50 concerts uh, that were going to happen in London and he's. it was estimated. So to estimate something means to guess. So um, it might be that, for example, you, maybe some uh, people who worked at the O2 Arena um, looked at the number of tickets that could be sold and how much each ticket would be, how much profit could be made, and then they estimated that um, Michael Jackson might bring a billion pounds to London. Wow, a lot of money. It's a pity that he died, really, because, to be honest, our economy needs as much money as it can get at the moment. And finally, he said, um, it shows how many people are going to be devastated. Now, if you've listened to my other podcasts, um, I used the word devastated before, and devastated means really, really shocked really sad so shocked and sad that you don't know what to do right you're devastated like really really shocked and sad like many of his obsessive fans when they heard that Michael Jackson died they they couldn't believe it they were devastated okay so that was Raphael now then let's see what's next okay next you're going to hear Shirley talking about Michael Jackson's death
3: When I first heard that he died, when I woke up in the morning and heard it on the news, it was a shock, but I think I was over it in about five minutes. I think it's all a bit hyped up. It's very sad that he's dead. It's very sad when anybody dies, but I don't really get it. I don't really understand why people are, you know, gone into full mourning over the whole thing. Um, I watched the funeral, actually, because I was in a situation where I didn't get to... Um, switch over but it was it was well it was like watching a concert really and there was lots of people jumping on the bandwagon and everyone loved Michael and everyone was his best mate and um Yuri Geller. Yeah, Yuri Geller. everyone was his best mate and then uh, the thing that I didn't like at the end is his daughter was on the stage and she was really upset and one thing that he had done is try and keep them out of the spotlight their, his, their whole lives and the first thing that happened when he died is that they're in the middle of it, I didn't really like that very much but anyway I suppose it's a Well, it's sad, but like I said, I don't think I'm going to lose any sleep over it.
0: Okay, so that was Shirley talking about Michael Jackson's death. Um, Let me explain some of the things she said. Um, She said, I was over it in about five minutes. I was over it in about five minutes. So if you're over something, it means that you have, let's see, I'm over it. So you've recovered from the shock. Right. So maybe first when you hear Michael Jackson's dead. Oh my God. And you're shocked for maybe five minutes, five minutes later, you're like, okay, oh, all right. So he's dead. Right. Anyway, back to work. So you're, you're over it. You've recovered from it. You're back to normal again. Okay. She also said, I think it's all a bit hyped up. I think it's all a bit hyped up. So if something is hyped up, it means usually it means the media have made it into a much bigger story than it actually really is. So to hype something up. We often use the word hype when we're talking about publicity or advertising, particularly for um, movies. Okay. So let's see, think of a good example. Um, in order to attract publicity for a movie, you get hype. So that might be stories about... Um, how great the movie is or maybe stories about what happened while they were making the movie. All of it is designed to make everyone talk about the movie and the media will, you know, talk about it a lot. They hype it. So uh, Shirley thinks that uh, Michael Jackson's death was hyped up by the media, made to be much bigger, much more significant than it actually is. Um, She says, I don't really get it. Now, to get something means to understand it, right? So she doesn't understand why it's such a big story. She said, I don't really get it. She said, I don't understand why people have gone into full mourning over the thing. Now, mourning here doesn't mean good morning or good afternoon, right? Good morning. But mourning here is spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And mourning is like the... A feeling of deep, deep sadness after somebody has died. So a good example of mourning is that people, for example, might be crying a lot and people wear black clothes because they're mourning Michael Jackson's death. So mourning means deep grief or deep, deep sadness after somebody has died. It's called mourning. Um, uh, Shirley said, Um, she had to watch the funeral on TV or she watched the funeral because she said, I was in a situation where I didn't get to switch over. So to switch over means to change the channel on the TV. So Shirley was watching the funeral because she, she couldn't change the channel. She didn't get to switch over. Right. So she had to watch the funeral because there was, she had no choice. Um, Even though actually she, well, she could have stopped looking at the TV, but I think she was quite interested in it myself, actually. But uh, obviously, she was in a situation where there was a TV on and um, she couldn't change the channel, so she was in a situation where she didn't get to switch over, so she just watched the funeral. Um, She talked about lots of people jumping on the bandwagon. So, jump on the bandwagon, well, Let's see. Often, we use this idiom when you're talking about when something is popular, and suddenly everybody likes it. Okay, to jump on the bandwagon, right? So, um, in this case, um, the band the bandwagon is that everybody's sad about Michael Jackson's death. Okay, so everybody jumps on the bandwagon. I guess a bandwagon is like an old method of transport, right, to jump on, the, on a bandwagon. But the idiom means when everybody starts to do something because it's very popular, because everybody else is doing it. So it could be, I don't know, something like um, uh, Twitter. Twitter, right, which is obviously a very popular website now that lots of people are using. So you could say, oh, I've jumped on, or he's jumping on the Twitter bandwagon, which means that, um, you know, he's just using Twitter now because everyone else is doing it and because it's very popular, okay? So, I mean, in the case of Michael Jackson's funeral, there were lots and lots of celebrities and movie stars, and they all wanted to say something about Michael Jackson just because it's the big story at the moment, okay? Jumping on the bandwagon. She said, everybody was his best mate. Now, a mate means a friend, and it's British English. So, everyone was Michael's best mate. So, that means everybody was his best friend. Okay. Um, she said, um, he had tried or he'd tried to keep the children out of the spotlight. So, if you're in the spotlight, it means you're in the public eye. It means that um, everybody in the world can see you, or read about you, or hear about you, in the media, in the spotlight, in the public eye, in the attention, or everyone's attention is on you, for example, in the spotlight. Okay, so that's basically what Shirley said. Okay, so what's next then? Okay, now you're going to listen to Claudia, and she's talking about Michael Jackson's children. Here she is.
4: I suppose the first thing I think about when I'm trying to remember Michael Jackson's kids are his bubbles, his monkey, because um, was the first thing I really associated with him when I was a kid. And then I guess I didn't really think about his children much until he dangled blanket over the balcony and everyone thought he was nuts. Um, and I know he's got three, I think three children, Paris prince michael the first or second and the third or something uh the little one's called blanket i know that um and i know there's a lot of scandal over whether or not they're his he always covered up their faces so no one really knew um some people thought it was to protect them some people thought it's because he's a freak um (laughs) so no one really saw them but then when i did see them they didn't look anything like him actually the oldest the boy the older boy weirdly looked a bit like he does or he did recently after his plastic surgery and whitening of his skin. So I don't quite know how it works. But um, I think one of them has a different mother or something. Uh, I know there's a lot of discussion about what's going to happen to them now he's dead. I read somewhere that he wants Diana Ross to have them, but she's not that up for it. Um, (laughs) Maybe his parents might have them. Uh, And yeah, I suppose the latest thing is that they've been Revealed on TV and Paris has moved the world with her uh, emotional tribute to her daddy. Um, yeah, that's about all I know.
0: OK, so that was Claudia talking about uh, Michael Jackson's children. Um, now, if, if you don't understand uh, these comments, then obviously I'm explaining some of the vocabulary for you now. But I'll also uh, type the comments on the web page for you so you can read them while you're listening. Now, you know, that's a lot of work for me. I don't know why I do it sometimes. I'm not getting paid for it. I'm just doing it for the love, just for the love of it, right? Um, Obviously, if if you want to, you can send me some money just to make me feel good about myself and just so I can go out and buy some food. Um, Yeah, send me, I don't know, £2,000, £3,000, that would be good. Uh, I'm joking, of course. You don't have to send me any money. But do send me some messages just to say how much uh, you're enjoying the podcast, if you're enjoying it. Um, anyway, let me explain some of uh, Claudia's comments. Um, she said, I didn't think about his children much until he dangled Blanket over the balcony. Now, Blanket is the name of or the nickname of one of Michael's children, uh, his youngest child, Prince Michael the Second. I think his na- his full name is. But uh, his nickname is Blanket. Uh, And to dangle Blanket... Well, I I think you probably... If you know about Michael Jackson, you'll know about this event. This is when Michael Jackson, I think, was in Paris. I think it was Paris. And um, all the journalists were outside his hotel. And Michael Jackson had his little baby boy. And he, he wanted to show the baby to the journalists. And what he did is he held the baby out over the balcony so that's that that's what dangle means if you hold some someone over a high place you dangle them right um, and it was very dangerous and shocking and lo- you know everyone said it was very irresponsible when Michael Jackson dangled blanket over the balcony oh it's frightening just thinking about it can you imagine what would have happened if um if he'd actually dropped the baby god it would have been absolutely horrific and terrible he didn't of course he didn't but it looked like he was going to drop him very frightening that's when he dangled blankets over the balcony Um, and claudia said everyone thought he was nuts everyone thought he was nuts so if you're nuts it means you're crazy insane mental nuts yeah it means mad she said, there's a lot of scandal over whether or not they're his. There's a lot of scandal over whether or not the children are his. So a scandal is when, um, let's see, it's, it's an action or an event which lots and lots of people think is really bad or really wrong. And it causes the public to be very upset or very angry about it. So in this case, it was a big scandal when he dangled his child over the balcony, and lots of people were very angry and upset. They said that he was a bad father. Big scandal. We we use the word scandal for other situations, like a political scandal. So, for example, if if um, Gordon Brown lied about something, or when Tony Blair people said that Tony Blair lied about the Iraq war, and that was a scandal. Everyone said Tony Blair has to be has to resign because he lied. So that's a that's a big scandal. A recent scandal in the UK was about the expenses. This means that politicians lied about money that they were spending. They were actually spending the public's money on on private things. And that was a big scandal. Um, Okay. so um, Claudia also said Michael Jackson wants Diana Ross to have the children, but she's not that up for it. Diana Ross, of course, is a famous singer, and I think that Michael Jackson may have said he wanted uh, her to look after the children after he died or something, but she's not that up for it. Now, if if you're up for it, it means you want to do something, right? But if you're not up for it, obviously, it means you don't want to do it. You're not interested in doing it. So you might say, are you up for coming to the pub later? Which means, do you want to come to the pub later? In this case, Diana Ross was not up for looking after the children. She didn't really want to do it, or she doesn't want to do it. I'm not sure if if, uh, Diana Ross does want to look after the children or not, but that's what what Claudia thinks anyway. Um, Okay, Claudia also said, Paris has moved the world with her emotional tribute to her daddy. So if you move someone... It means you make them, you, you move their emotions, you make them feel emotional. You can make them feel sad usually, or very emotional, you move them. Usually very, very uh, beautiful music can move you, makes you feel emotional. But in this case, um, Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris, has moved the world, um, made, the, made the world feel very emotional. Uh, with her emotional tribute to her daddy, a tribute is when you do something or say something to show respect for somebody. In this case, Paris probably explained what a great father i actually i haven't listened to paris's tribute, but she probably said that he was a fantastic father and um, that he was a very very a good dad and and that she's very, very sad and she's going to miss him and how fantastic he was. So that would be a, a tribute. And everyone in the audience was probably crying and um, feeling very emotional, very moved by it. Moving is the adjective. We use the word moving. So if you see um, a film that makes you cry, you could say, oh, the it was so moving, oh, for example. Okay, so what's next? Who's next? Let's see. Okay, so next it's Michelle, and she's talking about Michael Jackson's dancing. Okay, so here's Michelle in the pub, by the way. So, Michael Jackson's dancing then.
2: Well, Michael Jackson was a completely amazing dancer, okay? I can remember trying to moonwalk in the kitchen, and um, it all ended in tears. I think I ended up smashing my face on the tumble dryer, and my mum actually banned us from moonwalking in the kitchen. So, uh, Seriously? Yeah, no, this truly did happen. Yes, we did, yeah, we did. Yeah, because the trainers didn't work, you know, you need slippery shoes, and uh, it all got a bit dangerous, but
0: he was amazing. I mean, Thriller was a great video wasn't it just sorry it was dangerous because you didn't have slippery shoes <laughs> so would it have been safer with slippery shoes
5: if we had slippery shoes it would have been so much safer
0: i think uh, what this is is uh, a joke right this a joke Justin Timberlake, everyone says
2: he's an amazing dancer. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Justin Timberlake the, doesn't compare.
0: This is just broken down into nonsense. Okay, so a final point. Michael
2: Jackson
4: rules.
0: Okay, you can probably tell that uh, that conversation was in the pub because um, I expect some of it didn't make sense. Uh, probably my fault because I kept interrupting Michelle, very rude of me. But let me explain some of the things that she said. She started by saying um, that her and her sister used to practice moonwalking um, in the kitchen. So they, they wanted to copy Michael Jackson's dance moves. So they practiced moonwalking in the kitchen, but it all ended in tears. It ended in tears. So you know that tears, are when you cry, you get tears from your eyes. It's like the liquid or water that comes out of your eyes but we, it's a fixed expression. It ended in tears. And it just means that it's ended badly. So often something that starts fun, but ends with somebody crying, we can say it ended in tears. Okay. In this case, Michelle, it sounds like Michelle had an accident and she fell over trying to do a moonwalk. And she said, I ended up smashing my face on the tumble dryer. Right? Which sounds like a horrible accident. I hope it's not true. Um, she, um, She ended up smashing her face on the tumble dryer. So to smash your face on something means you fall over and you hit your face on it. You hit your face on something. In this case, she hit or smashed her face on the tumble dryer. Now, the tumble dryer is something you find in the kitchen. It's a bit like a washing machine but you use the tumble, uh, tumble dryer to make something dry, yeah? Okay, so it looks like a washing machine, but actually it's used to to make your clothes dry after you wash it. So this means that Michelle was trying to do a, a moonwalk, she slipped on the floor, she fell over, she smashed her face on the tumble dryer, which sounds like a really, really nasty accident, but um, she seems okay now. Um, okay. Then she said, my mum actually banned us from moonwalking in the kitchen. It's a typical thing that that a mother would do after an accident. So she banned Michelle and her sister from moonwalking in the kitchen. So if you ban someone from doing something, it means you say that they can't do it anymore. A famous situation in this country would be the smoking ban. Um... We used to be able to smoke in pubs or smoke in restaurants or public places, but then the government banned smoking. So now you can't smoke in public places, uh, in public buildings. Um, Another example might be, if you drive too fast, the police will catch you. And if you drive too fast, very often, then they will ban you from driving and then you'll be banned from driving. Right? You can't drive anymore because the police say you can't. Um, Michelle then said, the trainers didn't work. You need slippery shoes. So trainers means sports shoes, sneakers, whatever you want to call it. Trainers. We, we in, the, in the UK, we call them trainers. Nike, Adidas, Puma. Um, these are trainers, yeah? So she said, the trainers didn't work. You need slippery shoes. Slippery shoes are... Shoes that will slide on the floor, yeah, so if you want to do a good moonwalk, you need shoes that are going to slide or slip on the floor easily. Um, if you look at um, Michael Jackson when he does the moonwalk, his shoes slide and slip very easily because he's wearing slippery shoes um, okay so that's it um, after that, I interrupted Michelle and I said something like um, um, it, I, I was surprised that Michelle's mum said that it was dangerous because they didn't have slippery shoes. Because for me, I think that slippery shoes are dangerous, right? Because it's easy to fall over if you're wearing slippery shoes. But perhaps when you're doing the moonwalk, um, slippery shoes are important because you need them to be able to do the moonwalk successfully. If you can imagine trying to do a moonwalk, without... Uh, if, you tr- if you tried to do a moonwalk with trainers, you, you might fall over because you you need to, to, to slide on the floor when you're doing a moonwalk and trainers don't let you do it. Yes. Okay, the last person that I spoke to uh, in the pub, again, was uh, actually a student of English at uh, the school. And his name is Don Jin from South Korea. And uh, actually... Don Jin is a kind of success story, I think, because he started at the school at uh, quite a low level. Uh, I think he was an elementary student when he started, but after a few months he's improved and he's improved a lot and he's uh, he's actually a very good speaker of English now. So you're going to hear Don Jin uh, talking about Michael Jackson and how um, Korean people feel about Michael Jackson. So here he is. So we're here with Don Don Jin, Don Jin yeah. from Korea. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about Michael Jackson. What, what do you think of him and his music? Yeah, he was he was the person who was interested in
5: Korea because you know in Korea there are some problem between North and South, and he he was trying to help us, you know, and also yeah yeah yeah. So that's why most korean people love love him how so. was he trying to help you because you know they he had a concert and also i don't know exactly but we knows that we, we know that yeah. you know uh, so I, I don't know how can i What's your
4: favorite song?
5: my favorite song is we are the world sorry sorry we are the world (laughs) sorry 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 honestly for me dangerous because his performance is really nice okay yeah great thank you very much nervous (laughs) what 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 was that michael jackson we love michael jackson especially for his personality because, you know, even even though he's got a lot of rumours, we don't believe. Honestly, I don't want to believe, you know. I want to just focus on his achievement, something like that. And even uh, I really like him, that's all.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So that's Dong Jin there talking about uh, how important um, Michael Jackson is to to the Korean people, because he wanted to, you know, he, he understood that in, in Korea uh, there are lots of problems. They've got the problem between North and South Korea. And I think what uh, Don Jin was, was saying there is that uh, the Korean people really appreciate the fact that uh, Michael Jackson wanted to go to Korea to perform to the Korean people in order to, you know, improve their lives, to, to give them some entertainment because Michael Jackson understood that they, you know, had some problems and that probably people needed someone like Michael Jackson to come and just make them enjoy their lives, basically. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I said at the beginning of this podcast that uh, I'd do a language section, uh, a grammar section about passive verb forms. But uh, I think that this podcast is um, already a bit too long, you see. And I, I, sometimes I worry about um, my podcasts being too long because I think that most people don't want to listen to something that's one hour long. Um, these days, people are very busy. They, they want to listen to things that are only short, say 15 minutes or 10 minutes or something. So I'm worried that if I do lots of work and prepare a really good explanation of uh, passive verb forms with lots of good examples, that um, actually most people won't listen to it because they won't listen to the whole podcast, they'll just listen to the first 10 minutes. Um, obviously, all the clever, brilliant, and attractive people listen to the whole podcast. So, if you're, you know, if you're one of those people, if, you're, if you listen to the podcast from start to finish, or if you listen to the podcast more than once. For example, if you listen to each episode twice or three times, which is very good for your English, of course, then you're you're just some sort of excellent, special, magnificent and extremely attractive person. Okay, so you can feel very good about yourself for listening uh, to the whole podcast and getting this special message just from me. Thank you. Thank you for listening uh, for 46 minutes. I love you for that. Okay. And uh, yeah, well done. You're brilliant, basically. Anyway, what was I saying? Passive verb forms. So because I'm going to work quite hard to uh, produce a good explanation of passive verb forms, I, I don't want to put it at the end of the podcast. So what I'm going to do is make another podcast with just an explanation of passive verb forms which will just use examples about Michael Jackson. Okay. So that'll be another podcast. I'll record it. Um, you know, I'll record it either tonight or tomorrow morning. And then I can, then you can have both. You can have this one, which is just interviews and me talking nonsense. Uh, and you can also have uh, a grammar explanation in a separate little podcast. So everyone's happy. Okay. Now, that's not the end of this podcast, actually, because I'm going to give you a little bonus extra bit, a little bonus extra interview. Um, last weekend, I went to uh, Bristol and I, I met some of my friends there, some of my old friends that I've known for a long time. And uh, um, it, was, it was my friend Dave's birthday, so we went to celebrate his birthday. Also in Bristol, there was a carnival uh, last weekend. A kind of caribbean carnival and it was great fun there was lots of uh big sound systems in the street playing lots of very very loud reggae music lots of caribbean food like jerk chicken and peas and rice and beans and things and so we we went to the carnival we drank lots of beer we uh listened to the music we had a lot of good fun and then the next day um on Sunday, after a, after a very late night on Saturday night, on Sunday we uh, went to Dave's brother's house, uh, That's his name's Jim, we went to Jim's house and Jim cooked us some pasta and we, we drank some uh, orange juice and tropical juice because it was so hot and we watched the uh, Wimbledon men's tennis final and um, we talked and we talked about Michael Jackson, we talked about lots of other things, we had a lot of fun and I thought it might be quite interesting for me to interview them. But um, I think because they were very hungover and a bit tired and just interested in the tennis, not really interested in uh, being interviewed, their comments were not really very informative. Um, And now I think it's very funny listening to them because I, I just think my friends are very funny. And I think the comments are quite funny because they didn't really give me any information at all. And um, they're just trying to be stupid and trying to be funny uh, and, and succeeding. I think they were very funny, actually. Um, so most of them didn't really give me any information except for Dave, because um, Dave is a you know intelligent guy. Uh, he's a very articulate person. And the sort of person who has lots of uh, things to say about something like this. So Dave has actually some interesting comments to make. But everyone else, like Andy and uh, Neil uh, and Jim, uh, didn't really give me any information. But I think it's quite funny. So I'm going to play you those interviews now. um, And I will explain some things that they said as well for you. Okay? So we're going to start with uh, Andy. Here he is. So uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask uh, some of my friends about uh, the whole Michael Jackson thing now. <laughs> uh, Andy. Hello. Um, what, uh, where, where were you when you heard that Michael Jackson had, had died? I was at home. Right. And uh, how did you find out? Uh, on a website, on the Guardian website. Right. What, what time did you discover the, the bad news? Uh, uh, in the morning, oh. nine o'clock-ish. So, what did you do when you when you realised the the truth of the situation? Uh, well, I realised the truth quite quickly that he had died, so that was not much of an issue. Um, and then I just looked at some other news. Okay, what did you did you cry at all? No. <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think um, Andy didn't really want to be interviewed, did he? But um, still, quite funny just just listening to him not giving me very much information. He said a couple of things there that um, I'd like to explain. He, first, he said that he found out about Michael Jackson's death on, on a website, on the Guardian website. Uh, the Guardian is, a, is a, a newspaper in England, and they have a very popular website, www.guardian.co.uk. It's a good website. Uh, he said that he, he, uh, I said, what time did you find out? And he said, nine o'clock-ish. Nine o'clock, ish. Now, ish is quite a quite a useful little word. We use it usually on the end of other words. Um, for example, if you're describing the colour of something, but you don't want to be too specific, you can say, "What colour is that?" Well, it's a kind of kind of brownish red or a reddish brown. Okay, so ish it means kind of or sort of or um, something like that but you can also use it with time. So if you don't mean exactly nine o'clock, but somewhere around nine o'clock, you can say nine o'clock ish, nine o'clock ish. Yeah. And in fact, people have started to use ish as a word. It's not really a word. It's more just an, it's part of a word. It's an ending or a a suffix, right? But um, people now are using ish as an individual word And it means kind of or a bit, right? A little bit. So, for example, you could say, um, "Did you enjoy the movie?" And someone would say, "Well, ish," right? (laughs) Which means it was it was good ish, or I enjoyed it ish, right? So it's kind of um, slang or informal use of of the um, suffix ish. But quite good fun. I quite I, I personally like using the word ish. I think it's good fun. Um, I said to Andy, so uh, how did you feel or um, when did you realize that he died? And he said, well, I, re- I realized immediately. And uh, so that was not much of an issue. It wasn't much of an issue. It just means it wasn't very important or it wasn't a big problem. So basically, Andy's being very casual about it and being cool and saying, well, yeah, I found out on the Guardian website, and it, it wasn't very important, really. Um, yeah, so it, actually, quite, it's kind of surprising, most of the people I've interviewed were not very shocked about Michael Jackson's death. They're all a little bit too calm and casual about it, unlike many people around the world who were just going completely insane, and crying, and stuff like that. Um, I, was, I was a bit shocked, personally, that when he died, you know, it's always a bit sad when, you know, someone who, someone like that, someone who's so famous, someone you've known throughout your life has just died. And it's strange to think that they're not here anymore. Um, yeah, I hope he's resting in peace. So anyway, after I spoke to Andy, <coughs> excuse me, um, I spoke to Neil. And Neil had even less information for me. So let's hear what Neil had to say. Neil. Neil. <laughs> Neil, um, so uh, just just um, what we what we what thoughts ran through your head uh, in this sort of the the uh, the hours after you realised that Michael Jackson had uh, passed away? I'm going on holiday. Okay, but didn't you didn't you sort of feel any emotions at the time? Uh, I was in quite a big hurry. Um,
1: Emotion's
0: not a hurry. Hurry isn't technically an emotion, Neil. So, talk about your feelings, okay? Don't worry. Don't be shy. Um, What what happened on that fateful morning? I went on holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right, you can see that I'm getting a lot of information here. (laughs) He's a funny guy. Neil's a funny guy, huh? Yeah he is being funny there. Um, I went on holiday. Yeah. Very clever, Neil. Ha <laughs> Really funny. Thanks. Thanks a lot for, for that. Brilliant. Um, if you, if you want to read, um, the, the, a transcript to these comments, I will write a transcript and put it on the webpage, teacherluke.podomatic.com. You see, I'm working hard here. I'm working hard just for you. What do I get for this? Nothing. I don't get any money for it. I do it just for the love. Yeah, it's all for the love. For the love of the music and just for the love of the English language. Right? And I'm doing it for you. Um, Don't forget, if you want to send me some money, you can. You can use PayPal. Just send me some money over the internet. Um, If you can't think of a good amount of money, I'd like to suggest an amount. Maybe £2,000. That would be nice. Just if you want to send me some money, send me uh, at least two thousand pounds, and that would be great. Um, yeah, I'm not going to give you my bank details, but I will give you my PayPal details, and you can just send me as much money as you like. Um, obviously, I'm joking. I'm not being serious. But who knows? Maybe there's some rich sort of um, oil, uh, ch- you know, businessman in Saudi Arabia listening to this who suddenly thinks, I must give Luke a million pounds so that he can do more podcasts. Well, don't let me stop you, okay? If you want to give me, you know, a million pounds, go for it. Because let's face it, if you're some sort of rich Russian millionaire, like sort of Roman Abramovich or something, what's a million pounds? It's just a drop in the ocean, isn't it? So why not send that £1 million to me, and then I will continue to make really good English podcasts all the time. Yeah, I will. I won't just run away and go to Florida. I won't. Honestly, I'll stay here in London, in my living room all day, and just make really good podcasts to help you learn English. Okay, so £1 million. Just if you want to write a cheque, yeah, just just make it payable to luke thompson in london 1 million pounds sterling okay and send it to me uh my address is luke yeah london right if you just well actually don't yeah that's not my address i'm not going to give you my address on the internet if you want to know email me and i'll I'll give you an address of a post office box or something where you can send checks, cash, gold, bullion, diamonds, whatever you want. Okay, right. um, Now we're not finished because next we're going to listen to Dave uh, talking about Michael Jackson. And Dave actually has quite a lot of things to say um, about him. And I'll explain some of these things after you finish listening. So here is Dave. Dave, Dave, Dave will tell me lots of things. Tell me about Michael Jackson.
1: Well, he was, he was a large part of my life for many years. Uh, certainly towards the, the latter part of the 20th century, uh-huh. his music, in my opinion, uh, became less and less of the kind of thing that I'd like to listen to.
0: Right, so, so you, like, you like his early stuff
1: rather absolutely. than his later stuff? Think, you know, that, that's not that outrage. I think most people yeah. uh, felt similarly about him. The day he died, I was, uh, I was awake in bed, it was around half four in the morning when I found out, and the BBC News yeah. started to do blanket
0: Coverage that means um, that means they were doing it all the time, <laughs> so they weren't reporting any other news. it was just Michael Jackson absolutely yes blank, absolutely. Blank, blanket coverage like a blanket over over your bed, so yeah, bizarrely, yeah. you were in bed yeah, when, when the, the BBC over me and then the BBC blankets. started doing blanket
1: coverage okay. of michael jackson 's death yeah um, I texted a friend of mine who um, who takes particular interest in this, but he'd already found out of three other people that michael Jackson uh, that the Jackson five were now the Jackson four right um, <laughs> Okay. Standby. Standby. I wasn't I certainly wasn't I certainly wasn't upset I, I think uh, you know man dies isn't necessarily news right you know, people, well, if it's Michael Jackson
0: down. it's news isn't it
1: that's that's arguable you know that yeah. that's that's contentious right I, I'd say that that's I'll that, explain
0: yeah. what contentious <laughs> means later <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah I mean it, it's it's upsetting for, for family members but yeah. from for a personal yeah perspective it's it's not something that I'd necessarily uh, consider to be newsworthy
0: right can you sum up the whole thing in, in a word perhaps uh, overblown how about a sound <laughs> <laughs> right thank you thank you very much I, I, I don't think I'll use that but <laughs> that was very David's comments were, were a lot more interesting than everyone else's Liz do you have anything to say on the subject no okay she's she wants to go back to sleep I think um, right everyone wants to go home that's it that was um, slightly underwhelming okay there you can see dave um a much more articulate person than, than my other friends and uh the sort of person that i should have interviewed at the beginning um anyway let's see um so some of the things that dave said well he, he started by saying something about um he, he was talking about the latter part of the 20th century well the latter part means that the it's like saying the later part or the the second half or the near near the end of the twentieth century basically the latter part latter here means last or later second part okay um and he he was talking about how uh he liked Michael Jackson's early music, not his late music right He said his music became less and less of the kind of thing. I'd like to listen to. I guess that's fairly clear. He's just used a few too many words to say something really. But anyway, that's what, that's what people do when they speak, isn't it? Um, they don't always speak in very clear, simple sentences. Um, he talks about blanket coverage. Blanket coverage is when the media, or in this case the BBC, just report on one news story all the time. It's called blanket coverage. Um, It's kind of ironic, really, because when Dave was listening to the BBC doing blanket coverage, he was actually covered with a blanket himself in bed. And it's also ironic because now all of the newspapers are covering the story of Michael Jackson's children and how they are responding to uh, Michael Jackson's death. And one of Michael Jackson's children's nicknames is blanket. So in a a way, you could say that the newspapers are doing blanket coverage of blanket. Anyway, maybe that's getting a bit too complex. Um, Dave also said, I texted a friend of mine. So to text someone means to send someone a text message, an SMS, to text someone. So text is actually a noun, right? A text message. But now it's become a verb as well. You can text someone. And there are some other examples of that, nouns that have become verbs, like phone or telephone. That's a noun. It's become a verb. You can say to phone someone. Email is a noun, but you can email someone. And also uh, Google is the name of a popular search engine on the Internet. Google is now a verb. You can Google something. So, for example, if you don't know about Michael Jackson's children, just Google it you can find out through Google. Um, And then Dave said something about um, uh, that's arguable or that's contentious. Arguable means that you can argue for or against it. It's something that people might disagree on. And that's contentious means, uh, yeah, that is something that people might not agree with or something that might cause people to disagree. Um, A synonym might be um, controversial. For example, okay. Now I also asked Dave if he could sum up the situation with a word, and he said "overblown." Now, if something is overblown, it means um, people have made it into something that's much bigger than it actually is. So exaggerated, um, yeah, overblown. So people have made it much bigger than, or much more important than it really is. He's talking about the media. They've they've hyped it up. They've made it into a much bigger event than it actually is. Actually, you know, someone dying doesn't really change our lives. Now, you might disagree with that. I think Dave is being a little bit controversial there. Many, many people disagree with him. Lots and lots of people are very upset about it. People, for example, like the Koreans, if you hear what Don Jin said um, in Korea, they're probably a little bit more upset about it. Um but perhaps it's an English thing we don't like to say that we're very very emotional after a celebrity has died unless it's someone like Princess Diana of course but anyway right let's hear um, a couple of comments from Jim that's Dave's younger brother so here's Jim talking about Michael Jackson and Jim's pretty funny because well he doesn't give me very much information either a bit like Neil here he is um, how did you feel when Michael Jackson died, Jim? Nothing. <laughs> no, no change of emotions at all? No. no. It happens to everyone eventually. It does, yeah. Very philosophical. Um, generally what did you think of Michael Jackson? Uh, he had a hard life. Yeah. What about all that money? That, that was quite nice for him. Yeah, but he was pushed into a uh, celebrity <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'll explain
0: what that I means. Okay, I'll, I'll explain what celebrity ism means later. It's good, it's good word, but I, I expect that all the listeners won't understand what that means, but that's fine. Um, he was pushed in. What do you think of his music? Yeah, it's wicked. Okay. Um, what about his face? That was a shame. Uh, <laughs> could have had a bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He had a bit too much work done, yeah, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, okay. Well thanks for any any other comments about him? No. <laughs> okay. All right, so that was uh, Jim and I, I like that interview very much. I think that Jim's pretty funny. Uh that's on a obviously after a very late night, uh the night before and he probably wasn't in the, the best mood for uh being interviewed. But nevertheless he, he said some interesting and slightly funny things. Um, so yeah, Jim said that, uh, Michael Jackson was pushed into celebrityism. Now, um, that means that basically he's talking about how his father, Michael Jackson's father pushed Michael Jackson into becoming famous. Right. But, um, Jim said something funny, which was celebrity ism. Now celebrity ism isn't a word. Um, what he's trying to do is make a noun out of it. But, um, yeah, um, the word I guess is just celebrity. He was pushed into celebrity, or pushed into becoming a celebrity. Um, we use the word well. We use the suffix "ism" with some words when you make them nouns, like racism or, or um, uh, I can't think of any others. Um, activism, perhaps. Um, he also said that when I said, "What do you think of his face?" and Jim said, "That was a shame." right? Which is like saying that was a pity or that was a something to be sad about, um, which is true, I guess, because his face was, well, it was a mess really, wasn't it? It was a shame that uh, it happened like that. And uh, so, yeah, that's what Jim said. And finally, I spoke to Lizzie and uh, Liz said a few more slightly uh, informative and detailed comments. So here she is. Thanks, Liz. Liz, come on. What, what, do you, what did you think of Michael Jackson?
4: <laughs> um, I found him quite a bizarre character. I did like his 90s really? music, and I always will. "Dirty Diana" and uh, "Man in the Mirror" being my two
1: particular favourites. Um,
0: what about the sort of news reports about him? You know, the negative reports. Where do you stand on, on that?
4: Uh, I think uh, child molestation (laughs) is a very serious (laughs)
1: accusation.
0: Uh, Yes, it is. It is very serious. I don't know why we're all laughing.
4: And um, the very fact that that
1: had uh, so much
4: evidence around it does make me question in some depth Michael Jackson and his character.
3: Right.
0: I so think he might have actually done it?
4: Potentially, there is always that case, if you take
3: something to trial, is it not?
0: Nice? Yeah, it's the possibility that it will be proven that he did do it, yeah. Okay, thanks, thanks for your comments.
4: No problem. Jolly good.
0: <laughs> okay, so that was Liz, and uh, she said uh, Michael Jackson's quite a bizarre person. So, I've mentioned bizarre, it means weird, strange, odd. And she said, uh, child molestation is a very serious accusation. So child molestation is another word for, well, sexual abuse on children. And it's, it's right, it is a very serious accusation. An accusa- accusation, that's when somebody accuses someone of doing something. In this case, uh, the parents of some children accused Michael Jackson of sexually abusing the children. So there was a an accusation of child molestation or of sexual abuse. Um, so that is the end of, uh, of this very, very long podcast about Michael Jackson. Um, yeah. So, um, I hope you enjoyed listening to it and don't forget you can email me your comments about Michael Jackson. And uh, if you like, you can record yourself making a comment and send me the MP3 and I can play it on the podcast, uh, as long as there's no swearing or rude or um, disgusting language on it. Um, I mean, I will listen to it and enjoy it, um, but as long as it's it's not completely offensive, I will probably put it on the, on the podcast, and then literally hundreds of people around the world will be able to listen to you. So that's the end. Um, don't forget, you can go to the website teacherluke.podomatic.com and there you can read transcripts and uh, you can see little video clips that I will put up of Michael Jackson and maybe uh, some photos of his face and his children or something like that. That's it. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to keep in touch. Listen to my other podcasts. Spread the word about Luke's English podcast. Uh, tell your friends about it and uh, send me a million pounds if you're a rich Russian businessman. Okay, that's the end. Cheers. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget to email me at luketeacher at hotmail.com.